Have you ever had an experience of trying to find something that you just set down? I do it all the time. I'll set my keys down and then I lose them. I'll be needing to go and I can't find them. I'll look for them, can't find them anywhere. How is it that we lose things that are so important? We can have them right in our hand, put them down, and then not know where they are at. Uh, we can do that sometimes with forgiveness. We ask Jesus for forgiveness, we come to him, and then he forgives us. But sometimes we don't live like we're forgiven and we can even carry around a lot of guilt and shame. Today we're going to talk about forgiving ourselves. No matter what we have done, Jesus, he can forgive us. But sometimes it's hard to forgive ourselves. The first thing we need to know is this, Jesus is not like us. We're going to read out of Mark 2, and we're going to do 1 through 5. It says, when Jesus returned to Comperium, several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. So these guys, they come and it's packed, so they dig a hole like in the roof. Most homeowners don't like having their roofs disassembled. Most paralegics aren't fond of being dropped through a hole in the roof. And most teachers don't appreciate uh, someone interrupting their lesson with something like that. If we were to do that at church and I was speaking and someone was to lower someone through a roof, it would be a little bit aggravating. We don't know the reaction of the homeowner or the man on the mat, but we do know that Jesus didn't object. Uh, when I was probably about, I was probably about 10 years old, I was over at my mama and papa's house, and on their counter, I saw $5. So I decided to take that. Didn't ask them. I just took it, put it in my pocket, and then I went home. Not that long after, I got a call from my mama, and she said, hey, did you take that $5 that was on the counter? And I said, yes. And she said, well, that's your papa's, and you shouldn't have took it. So I said, okay. So we drove back to my mama's, and I gave it to her, and I apologized. She told me, you know, everything was okay. I was forgiven. We gave each other a hug. Uh, she knew that I knew that it was wrong. And then I left. So the next day, my papa had came over to her house. He was just visiting. And I had a hard time wanting to talk to him. I kind of avoided him and stayed away from him until finally he pulled me in and said, hey, you know, that $5 is not a big deal. I love you, you know, and we told you that you were forgiven for this. So we want you to know that you are. I think sometimes... With God, we think that he is going to react different than, than he does. And we might think that he doesn't want anything to do with us because of what we've done and it's wrong. We can see here that in this uh, passage that Jesus, he was not bothered by this guy coming from the roof. Like he was glad that his friends brought him. And he's glad when we come to, uh, to, come to him for forgiveness. And I believe that he does that. He forgives us. So when he does that, we need to accept that he has forgiven us and, uh, and come to him in times of need. Next thing is this, God knows what we need. So we're going to go back to verse 4. It says this, they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole in the roof above his head. 
Then they lowered the man on the mat, right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Wouldn't we anticipate different words from Jesus? Like, take courage, your legs are healed. Uh, Your paralysis is over. Sign up for the Boston Marathon. The man had limbs that were not sturdy, yet Jesus offered mercy, not for his muscles, but for forgiveness. What was he thinking? He was thinking about our deepest problem, which is sin. He was considering our deepest fear, the fear of failing God. Before Jesus healed his body, which he did, he treated the soul. Take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus knows that forgiveness of sin is important, and that's the way that we get to heaven. When we ask God for forgiveness, he forgives us because it's serious business. We need to remember that. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He sent his Son to die for us so we can be forgiven. So when we ask for forgiveness, he forgives. If you have a problem remembering that, I would, con- I would say to write it down. Uh, when I was a student minister, I used to have them journal, and I would say, if you, have for- if you have a problem and you don't believe that God has forgiven you, when you ask him for forgiveness, you need to write down the date in this journal that you did that. So when Satan comes at you, you can always turn the page and say, on this day, I ask forgiveness for this sin, and I know that he has forgiven me. The next thing is this, there's always going to be haters. When we try to turn our life around, you can guarantee that people are going to try to go against us. Verse six, it says, but some of the teachers of the religious law were sitting there and thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. I remember the first time that I felt called into ministry. Uh, I was about 20 years old, and as a teenager, I did some things that were not good, and, and I got into some trouble. And I remember when I felt called into ministry thinking that that would be so silly of me to consider because of the past things that I did. And there were even people that would say, I cannot believe like that you're going to go to school to be a pastor because of the things that you've done. Um, And I think Satan likes to play on those words. Like he likes to have a tape recorder going in our head about things that we have done in our past. And people will bring them up sometimes. But the good thing is, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, and we, said, we talked about this last week, it says uh, that anyone that belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. It means you're a new creation. God has made you new. So you can live a new life. doesn't mean that there's not consequences for the things that we have done. It doesn't mean that we don't need to go back and make some things right. But when someone brings up your past and you've asked for forgiveness, just know that God, the most important person, like he has forgiven you. And we need to live like that. The last thing is this, the man was forgiven and he got up and walked. In 12, it says, and the man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God 
exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. A lot of times in life, we find it hard to live in the now because we live in the past. We might think, hey, I could never help at church because of the things that I did. You might have that much guilt. Or I could never do something because of my past experiences. Michael Jordan got cut from his basketball team was his sophomore year. He went on and became one of the greatest players ever. He didn't live in the past. He didn't let being cut deter her from going on to, into the future. No, he went on and he kept trying. And in life, when we are forgiven, like God doesn't want us just to stay on the mat. This guy got up from the mat and he left. He was happy to be unparalyzed. And in life, when we ask for forgiveness, we should be happy for that. And we should be doing kingdom work for Jesus. So we need to forgive ourselves, the guilt and the shame. Jesus has come to make that okay. And uh, he is there for you. He wants you to let go of that so you can be, uh, so you can lift him up and lift his kingdom up. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this day. I thank you uh, that we can get forgiveness from you. We love you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.